Thanks for joining us on episode 1186 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Rob Cook. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to focus on what is really important while achieving success is key. And one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Mater. Real success has a host of different elements to it. If I had to body it up and condense it into one phrase, I'd say it's living a life worth living. Is the general phrase that I would say. But that has so many pieces to it, living a life worth living. And that really is unique to every single person. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Rob Cook, I ask Rob about leadership and influence. I also ask Rob to share what he feels success really looks like. And Rob also shares with you the difference between real success and failure. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Rob is a CPA and CFP fiduciary financial advisor who looks and plans beyond stocks and bonds and traditional financial planning with his clients. Rob believes that when thinking and talking about wealth, the conversation shouldn't be focused on money, but instead on the purpose for our money. In other words, the legacies we are creating today for our families. Rob is also the host of Contenders Wanted podcast, where we believe you can have incredible success without sacrificing what's most important. Through the podcast, he leverages his personal experience and interactions with the ultra-successful to help success-oriented parents with young families get more time, balance, and financial freedom in their lives so they can move from being a contender to a champion. Welcome to the show, Rob. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you having me on the show. So one of the things I like to do, Rob, is define terms and words. And when we think of influence, one of the words that people tell me comes to mind for them is leader. So how would you define leadership? Mm -hmm. I'll admit, when I saw this question, I thought about it a lot. (laughs) Because I feel like leadership is one of those just ethereal terms out there that can mean many things. Honestly, there were a couple of specific things that kind of came to my mind when I think of leadership. The first one of them is servant leadership. That was the first phrase that just popped in my head is servant Mm -hmm. leadership. I think to be a good leader in any 
fashion, you have to be willing to serve your people. And I think the next thing that followed then shortly thereafter was also being a teacher and a visionary and an example. Um, to me, a, a leader not only teaches the way, he shows the way forward and inspires the way forward for the team or the group or the tribe that they lead, whatever that looks like. And then the, the last thing that kind of came to my mind and I'm thinking when as I try to dig deeper for what is leadership to me, leadership to me is responsibility. Mm. It's owning the good and the bad. It's looking out for and caring for those on your team who are at a disadvantage or who need the extra help. It's empowering those that are doing great, but then also lifting those who maybe are falling behind. So I think those three pieces there, service, some version of influence, teaching, providing vision, and then owning the responsibility, owning the outcome. Those three things are to me, what makes is what it means to be a leader. So would you view yourself as a leader? That's a, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to be real here with the listeners for a second. Let's be real. You ask that question and immediately what goes on in your head? Of course, I'm a leader. I'm a great leader. Uh, yes. I want to say that I'm a leader. Yeah, like, of course you want to say that. But do I think that I embody all of those things perfectly? No, <laughs> not at all. Do are there some that I probably do better than others? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, and have I had leadership thrusted upon me sometimes? Yes. Have I sometimes taken leadership? Yeah, of course. With I'm a big guy. I'm 6'5", 240. I have a loud person. I have a big personality. I have a loud voice. Sometimes leadership just comes. But do I view myself as a leader? I don't know. Like I said in previous episodes, I view myself as just a good soldier. Maybe I'm a captain. I got a small little, little band here. My band of brothers. But I don't, I wouldn't say that I view myself as this great visionary, a great general or a great admiral or however you want to describe it. I don't know. I, I think I have the ability to lead, but I wouldn't consider myself a great leader, if that makes sense. Okay. It's interesting because I just asked if you're a leader, you put the context of great on it. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> See, in my mind, I, if you're not a good leader, you're a dictator. <laughs> Basically, to some extent, or like, you I don't know, there's a difference between leadership and management. And I don't want to be a manager. I want to be a leader. Uh -huh. If that uh -huh. makes any sense. All right. So if you embody those traits that you s talked about, even in a small way, you're still a leader. That's true. I see what you're saying there. And I hope that I embody those things to some extent, at least in my home. So mm -hmm. I, I would hope that I would be considered a leader by my family and our home and I, i'm confident they do i don't know it's just when you ask that question that's just <laughs> my brain went, right it's well it's interesting that because i think our brains go to two places one is for the knee jerk of course i'm a leader and the other is the but no i'm not <laughs> the opposite side of it because again i think we put <laughs> levels yep. on that that we see too and so this next kind of question is going to have i have a feeling we're going to have the same discussion yeah. How about success? We've talked in the last few weeks a little bit about success and how you saw some different models to it. But in your words, what do you say real success looks like? Yeah. For me, 
real success has a host of different elements to it. If I had to body it up and condense it into one phrase, I'd say it's living a life worth living Mm -hmm. is the general phrase that I would say, but that has so many pieces to it, (laughs) living a life worth living. And that really is unique to every single, what might mean living a life worth living to me is very different to Joe Blow around the corner, John Smith down the street. So for me, success looks like being fully present with my family. To me, it means a life of service. To me, it means living a life of kindness and mercy and and selfless sacrifice. It's a life of my faith in my family first, like I've talked about in other episodes. It's a life that has all of those things and then more. But to me, that's what real success is. Living a life worth living Mm. and whatever that means to you. So what then do you think is the difference between folks who succeed and folks who maybe don't? Well, I think we we touched on some of these also as well in the last couple of weeks. The first one is just don't give up. We, we talked about how sometimes to have success and live the life that you hope for and you want and you feel is meaningful life and going the direction you want to go, you got to just keep moving forward. And I've seen that principle played out multiple times in my life. And then also we got to make it a priority. We also talked about that. Uh, I think also for those, uh, uh, this is actually something else I was, uh, that just popped in my head. I was thinking about here difference between those who succeed and those who don't, I think having the right system is also really important. I have a, a poster that I hung in my office at work that I received when I was in, in college. Actually, I walked onto my college football team my freshman year, just only played the one year. Uh, there's a host of stories we could just talk about from that that t- teach about success and life in general. But I got this poster randomly from my coach that year that's called The Road to Success. And it was actually a poster made in 1913 by the National Cash Register, a company that doesn't <laughs> even exist nowadays. But it's called The Road to Success. And what it is, it's literally this little road. And it, I could sh- send you a link afterwards if listeners want to see it themselves. I found it online actually before this. And it's this road that kind of leads up this mountain at the very top of it. There's this big bright shining thing that says, oh, success. But all along this little path, there's all sorts of things that are the distractions and the things that can take you from traveling down the path to success. But in the middle of the path, there's a railroad track. That leads right up to the top really quick. And in the middle of, the, if you go to the beginning of the path on the train, there's a little train station that says the right system. And the railroad track has a bridge that goes over this river at one point, And it has a tunnel through these mountains of difficulty. And it gives you on the other side to the, this path to success. So for, for me, there's a host of things. I think giving it, not giving up, making it a priority are really important. But then also just having the right system can be a fast track for you. Mm. And whether that system is literally within the right company, the right organization, within the right belief system, within the right, quote unquote, belief system, within the right just system for your life and the way you live, your habits, I guess, in a way could be a system, your interactions, the people with you could be a system in some way. Having the right systems in life to get you to the final destination that you're hoping to reach, thinking long-term and putting what's most important for you as a top priority and planning with your life with that in mind, I think, and building the systems that will get you there is one of the keys to success as well. 
And National Cash Register Company does actually still exist. Oh, it does? Yeah. They're <laughs> now called NCR. Oh, okay. Uh, and they mainly do consulting and other work. But the, yeah, they do actually still exist as a company, believe it or not. I did not uh, know that. I yeah. guess I shouldn't have said that before. <laughs> I just assumed they no longer existed. Yeah, they've changed their name and they completely changed what they do. They don't make cash registers per se anymore the same way. I but can they, imagine. Yeah. yeah, but it's a very... It, it does actually still exist as a company. It's NCR. Uh, wow. Okay. They call it. So I stand corrected. You will tweak your story <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Welcome, I will. Welcome to a mindful of trivia. I, know I love it. I love random trivia facts. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for sharing uh, that, Scott. So let's talk a little bit of, uh, let's go the other direction. We talked a little bit about success. You've talked about leadership. What about legacy? How do you think about legacy? What do you think others maybe get a little wrong about it? How do you look at legacy? Yeah, this is actually something that I, I t- think and talk about a lot with just like my clients and with people on the show, on my own show, Contenders Wanted. Because I think we don't talk about or think about legacy enough, mm-hmm. or I guess better said, soon enough in our lives. <laughs> at the beginning, when I was thinking of what I was going to say, my mind was like, oh, I think people think too narrowly about legacy. And that that might be true. People might think, oh, they only think about money maybe, or they only think about maybe their family. But I think the bigger issue is not that we don't think about it, but we don't think about it early enough. And I think that's part of the reason why I talk about it on my show is so that hopefully those of my millennial generation will think about it now and plan now and position themselves now so that when they reach our parents and grandparents ages, it's not, oh, by the way, I want to have a legacy and shoot, I better course correct and do all the stuff to hopefully get there. Instead, when, when by that point, most of what would be considered your legacy will have already been set or be in full motion. I think thinking about it earlier is one of the most important things that we just don't do that we get wrong. And I think that's just a natural byproduct of life, right? When you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s, life is just busy, especially if you have a family. There's just a lot going on. You've got, you you have work pulling on you. You have your family pulling on you. You have your friends, your those relationships pulling on you. You have other organizations, whether they be church in my case or charitable or community focused. That You have all sorts of things pulling on you and you're trying to do good in all of them. It's just takes a lot of time and taking the time to pause and to think and to slow down and to really think in as uh, Emil Ekvart, who's been on my podcast says, think in terms of decades and not days. Suddenly that puts perspective on a lot of things and helps us in the busyness of today, adjust and keep what's most important at the forefront. You can follow Rob on LinkedIn as Rob Cook or find him over on Facebook as Rob Cook. The best place, though, to find out more about Rob or his podcast is over at his website, contenderswanted.com. Of course, I'll have links to all of this in the show notes as well. Rob, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Yeah. For those of you who would be interested, I actually have a, I call it the Financial Freedom Pathfinder quiz because I'm trying to help more people on that financial side through Contenders Wanted. If you've ever wanted to know what path should I take to reach financial freedom, what's the the best path suited for me and my personal desires and predispositions and all that sort of stuff, I've taken 
10 plus years of personal finance and wealth, learning about wealth and wealth creation and talking with people on my show and different things and created a quiz that helps people figure out which of one of the 25, I think are the 25 unique paths towards financial freedom is best suited personally to them. So if anyone's interested in that, you can check that out by going to contenderswanted.com slash freedom and fill out the quiz and get that for free. And there's also a couple of bonuses that come along with it just for completing the quiz. Awesome. That is a, that sounds like a great gift. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. So folks can find it easier if they're driving or otherwise can't find it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate everything that you've shared. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.